Jamie Collins obviously had a great game yesterday, the pick six um, toward the end of the game. But I wanted to focus on two running plays on defense that he made kind of early in that game. The first drive, Grant around left tackle, his diagnosis of that seemed like uh, on video. He, he read that pretty well pre-snap. Uh, and then the Drake run where Collins disrupted the play by taking it pulling center. What have you seen from uh, Jamie in terms of his versatility and growth as a player at the line of scrimmage? Um, well, Jamie's a, Jamie's a very special player. Uh, he's got, he's very smart and instinctive. He has a great nose for the ball and um, in the passing game and in the running game. Um, and he's got the, the physical skills to play on the end of the line and off the line, the blitz, the playing coverage, um, you know, play against the run and play against the pass. So, you know, we're able to do different things with him and, and he's been productive and effective in all of them. So, um, really, you know, it's really exciting, um, to have that type of player, you know, in your system and that other players that, he can work with and they can um, do things that, you know, maybe you don't normally aren't able to do because of some type of limitations, but he's, he's very smart and he, he understands things. And, you know, he, a lot of times will recognize things before, before I do and, you know, say, Hey, can I do this in this situation? Mm -hmm. Hey, can I do this in that situation? And, um, you know, that's the kind of football thinker he is. So, He's very um, brought a lot to us defensively in in a lot of different areas, from first down to third down, uh, to playing on the punt team. Uh, he's added a lot to us. I know, uh, Bill. You've been asked this before this this summer uh, about his second time around with the team, but um, has that ability to be that versatile to the defense? Um, changed or if it has how how so since its first time around with uh with your team no he no jamie's always been a versatile player i mean of course his first uh year maybe into the second year as any young player making the adjustment into the national football league in our system there was yeah there was but now that he has the experience um and he's able to you know utilize his experience and you know blend it in with other his teammates and and calls and situations he's yeah he he has he has a ton of versatility great thanks bill you're welcome mike i'm going to do a quick administrative pause here sorry about that guys um jim mcbride will be next uh followed by mike go ahead jim uh hi coach i was wanted to ask you um hi what you've seen in, uh, from Duran Harmon's progress uh, as his role and responsibilities have increased over the years uh, in your system? Uh, well, Duran, I think, uh, probably knows our our defensive system as well as uh, anybody maybe other than Devin. Um, but he and Pat and Devin have, have played together, and they have a great uh, communication system. And sometimes it's after the snap or in the middle of a play uh, that they – know how to react based on what their teammates doing and and things that they've um, encountered in previous games or years. Uh, and Duran does an excellent job, too, of getting that communication to the corners. 
and coordinating the safety and corner um, responsibilities and leverage and run force and things like that. He's a very good decision maker. And he really, you know, has the green light along with Devin to do what he needs to do to make things right on the field um, based on the offensive personnel formation and and sometimes situations. So uh, we have a ton of confidence in him, and, and he always does the right thing. He had two or three plays yesterday that um, could have gone either way, could have followed one rule, but, you know, he, he made the right decision on all of them. Uh, he's a really smart football player. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome, Jim. Uh, next question, Mike Reese, followed by Phil Perry. Thanks. Uh, Bill, Steven Gostkowski was pretty hard on himself after the game, saying he stunk after missing the two PATs and um, the 48-yarder uh, field goal. Uh, what did you see that contributed to him missing those kicks? Yeah, well, as we know, the field goal operation is really a full team play. It's not just one guy. Um, but, you know, the most important player is the kicker in that particular play. Uh, so we just got to do a good job uh, all the way around of coaching and and um, timing and execution by the specialists and protection by the by the other eight players, um, you know, and just work at it. Steve's a good kicker. He's made a lot of big kicks for us, certainly kicked well last week against Pittsburgh. Um, and I have confidence in, you know, all the people that are involved here, coaches, the players, specialists, so forth. So we'll just have to work harder at it and, and expect better results. And um, a defensive question, uh, Adam Butler – played at about almost 40 snaps in the game, which was a notable increase from the week one, which isn't uncommon with you guys, um, you know, with all your players. He was really productive in the game yesterday. What, what are the things Adam Butler has going for him, maybe relative to this game and, and the way it unfolded that produced what we saw from him yesterday? Um, yeah, some of it's a function of the game. Some of it's a function of the personnel groups. Um, that we use in the game. Um, and some of it's a function of the availability of the players um, for that particular game. So, you know, when you put all that together, there, there are enough variables there to have a little um, up or down tick and snaps. Uh, but, you know, look, we have a ton of confidence in Adam. He, he played in all defensive situations yesterday. You know, our, our base, our nickel packages, our dime packages. Um, you know, he's another very smart player that uh, really understands how to, um, let's say, attack protections and, and get us in the right and do the right thing based on how the line's blocking on, on passing plays and, and what we have called. I think it's good, good length over the ball and good length to play defensive end in a running game. But he plays very hard, hustles, gets the, gets the plays on second effort, extra effort. Um, but he's a very smart, instinctive player. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome, Mike.
the only other hand raised is going to be Phil Perry, so um, we'll make this the last question unless someone else raises their hand. Go ahead, Phil. Hi, thanks, Stacey. Bill, I, I wanted to um, ask you about your, your tackles yesterday. Um, first one to ask you about Marshall Newhouse and uh, the challenge that, that he faced having only been with you guys for, for less than a week and then having to play two positions and, and play a lot yesterday. How was he able to um, to do what he did yesterday, being as involved as he was? And on Cunningham, I wanted to ask you how you felt like he handled his responsibilities on the right side. I know he only played on the, the left side uh, last year as a rookie, but I didn't know if that was maybe part of his background. I know sometimes the footwork for those guys gets a little – uh, complicated when they're switching sides like that. Right. Um, well, it certainly, it certainly can, Phil. Um, the footwork of left and right tackle is, uh, as, as you know, just the opposite. So uh, sometimes that's the same but different. Sometimes it's totally opposite and different. Just depends on the player. Uh, but in Corey's case, start with him first. Uh, in Corey's case, Corey played right tackle all through preseason for Arizona. He did play some left tackle last year, uh, but this year uh, he played on the right side, uh, and they had uh, another rookie uh, who played on the left side. So he's been mostly on the right side, um, certainly in, in his most recent exposures, and that's kind of why we um, – have him over there not saying he can't play left tackle i'm not saying that but just again as you said it's been a short time for both of them and, and a lot to absorb um so uh that's you know that's kind of his deal and then uh you know marshall although he's only been here for a few days um it came from the buffalo system uh where where day ball is and i think a lot of the terminology although maybe not exactly the same is close and some of the same concepts, maybe different words or um, different way that it's um, different way that it's called, but but the concepts and a lot of the uh, a lot of things that they do and we do are obviously the same based on you know the background and carryover from you know Brian's system and the, what we do. So in terms of learning and all that, uh, you know Marshall has you know. A lot of league experience and and experience recently and in a similar system to what we run Corey has um, less league experience and <laughs> certainly much less experience in our system or a system similar to ours so um, but I thought they both uh, hung in there uh, certainly there's a lot of things we need to work on uh, on a lot of levels uh, offensively but uh, certainly at that at the tackle position, um, just from an experience standpoint, just you know, literally a few days of practice, and uh, that's you know that'll be a challenge for them. But I thought they held up physically, uh, you know, fairly well, and let's say pretty pretty tough conditions. Um, and we played quite a bit of football offensively. We had the ball for whatever it was 30, uh, 36, 37 minutes. I forget, but something like that. Uh, so they. Yeah, they definitely got put to the test there and, and held up okay. Um, you know, minimal minimal number of, like, just, you know, major errors and penalties and things like that. Wasn't perfect by any stretch, but um, no, you know, 
no real disaster. So hopefully we can, you know, build on last week and, or in Corey's case, the last couple of weeks and the practice and walkthroughs and um, time we spent here with now some game experience where, of course, all that happens at a different speed, a different tempo, and uh, it's not quite the way it's drawn up in the playbook. It's you know, real football. And so just take it one day at a time, just keep grinding away here and see how it goes. Okay, we did get a few more hands Great, thanks, Phil. Yeah, you're welcome, Phil. A few more hands raised. Uh, we'll just take the, the, the next three here for the final three. We'll start with Tara Sullivan, uh, followed by Bob Sosi, then Mike Reese. All right, go ahead, Tara. Okay, thank you. Uh, Phil, the NFL did confirm it's going to meet with the woman involved in the civil suit with Antonio Brown today. Do you anticipate hearing anything from the league as far as Brown's ongoing availability to play? Yeah, I don't really uh, know anything about that. Um, but I'll, I'll just answer any questions about the game and, you know, leave. not get into anything else outside of that right now. Uh, next question, Bob Sosi, followed by Mike Reese. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, thanks, Stacy. Hi, Bill. Hey, Bob. Uh, what, uh, Bill, what did you see from and learn about Danny Shelton uh, late last year, uh, one in the way he handled some of the circumstances, not playing for a stretch late in the season, but then the way he – rebounded in the postseason, in particular against the Rams, and then the commitment he made this offseason to conditioning, and how has that translated uh, on the field in the first two weeks? Yeah, I think Danny's really improved a lot from um, year one to year two here. Not that this is his first year in the league. I don't mean it that way, but it was just, last year was his first year with the Patriots, and this year, uh, going into the year, was really a lot better um, I think for me and for him, um, so I have a better feeling for how um, what his style of play is and what uh, what things I think we can really take advantage of um, in the defense. And, and I'm not sure that um, we did a great job of that last year, but he's he's very uh, very good at at some things, and we're trying to get him to do those as much as we can. And um, he's been he's been great all year. Um, first guy in, last guy out type of attitude. He's very attentive um, and has been uh, worked very hard on the things that we've asked him to do. Um, and some of those are a little different than they were last year, again, based on the things I just mentioned. But, you know, he's really improved, and I would say, almost every area, run defense, pass defense, uh, read and blocking schemes, um, and just overall awareness and communication on the defensive front, which there's – you know, a decent amount of for us. So, um, so yeah, I, I like having him on the team and, and I uh, think his uh, his role and his understanding and, um, you know, the confidence that he has in the defense and the confidence the defense has in him is, is um, you know, it's definitely taken a, a couple steps forward. Thanks. You're welcome. And uh, last question, Mike Reese. So this is a little bit off the grid, but I, you mentioned the tough conditions down there, and, and Tom Brady had said it was as hot of a game as he can ever remember. I was curious, in your 45 seasons, can you recall a game where your team con constructed, like, little canopies to sort of keep the players warm? 
Um, and I was wondering if maybe that's something from the old days that maybe that was a regular thing and just how your experience in that renovated stadium may, you know, maybe contributed to doing that. Right. So, um, well, the canopies weren't to keep the players warm. It was actually I mean, I mean, cool. I mean, cool. <laughs> I mean, cool. What were they? Uh, but, just not awesome, right? Yeah. It, um, yeah, I would agree with uh, I would agree with uh, Tom's assessment. I I have can't remember being in a, in a hotter game than that. Uh, and again, sometimes what the temperature is and how it feels are are two different things. Um, I'd say it it was it was definitely a, a very challenging heat, um, very challenging in terms of heat in the game. Uh, the the canopy uh, thing was something that uh, Matt did last year. Uh, when he went down and, and they played the uh, uh, Dolphins in Miami. And uh, and so when we talked about it this year, um, in training camp we were out there and, and talked about it a little bit. And so, um, you know, I felt like it would be a good, you know, something worth trying. Um, and we did during the game. I think it definitely was definitely cooler under the canopy than out in the sun, into the direct sunlight. So, um, you know, that's one of the real home field advantages that, that Miami has. You look across the field and, and you see all those guys sitting in the shade over there and it's, um, I don't know, makes you feel a little bit hotter, I think, but it's, you know, but it's a, you know, it's a good, I understand the way they set it up and that's, that's the way they should do it at home. But, um, yeah, I think that it, it helped, you know, to a degree in the end, you know. It's 100 degrees on the field. I can't imagine it's that much less in the canopy, but it's every little bit probably helps. And um, so I thought we, you know, we tried to do what we could there to, to address the situation. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Mike. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.